The following podcast is brought to you by a site called Fred.com. Enjoy. Bagged and Brutal. 48. Matt and Jesse watch lots of movies, get mad ladies, smoke mad doobies. Bag and Brutal, it's a way in life. Tell your friends, tell your moms, tell your hoe, tell your wife. Coming at you on a weekly basis, kicking up pod for your sexy faces. These are two free kids you want to bone in the secret podcast bunker all alone. On the internet, we be the top crooks. We got issues and we don't mean funny books. Homie Jimmy Moore and the dinos are chilling. Me and JR, we got the top villains. Sit down, relax, and yo, and take a seat. Get ready for the top podcast, you all agree. Others spit loud, but I can spit faster. I'm Matt Cohen, I'm the Geek Master. We got everything you could possibly want in it. An hour of us in the Brento minute. I'm a little laid back and he's making a little maniacal. Could we just talking shit? Who said the show was viable? Walking in the door, smoking that Jimmy Moore. You're listening from Alabama, all the way to Singapore. We're just two weeks and that's the topic of discussion. Had each other's throats on the green, on nothing. Quick stop at night, we're storming like a typhoon. It's not right, it's wrong, it's taking lots of bonkers. We're teaching every show, everyone celebrates. Cause we got comics, movies, and a little penetration. I regret every episode as soon as it's recorded. Cause I'm down to earth, then that is out of orbit. We're not quite right, our thoughts are distorted. So now we present to you another bag and boarded. Bagged and boarded, 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 bagged and boarded. Yeah! And welcome once again to Bagged and Boarded. I'm Matt Cohen. I am Jesse Rivers. Hello, Jesse. Hello. How are you, sir? I'm kind of okay. Kind of okay? Why, why do you say that? Why not fabulous on, on this lovely day we're having? Well, how do you know it's lovely here? I check be... your weather, man. Oh, thank you. Every day I, for I you. I concern for me. I check, I check the mobile weather and uh, I check the bus schedule for your area, in case, just in case you ever need it. <laughs> Just in case you ever need it, I'll be there for you when your car breaks down in uh, Satsuma. They don't got public transport? Not here. I mean, if I go to Mobile, maybe. Wow. Wait a minute. Waiting. I'm not from... I'm from Long Island, right? So it's not like a major metropolitan uh, city. But it, it's it's fairly suburban, regardless. So I'm not from a city. I'm from the suburbs. Okay. Well removed from the city, like all of Long Island is suburbs. There's public transportation. There's buses. There's railroads. There's railroads, but it's not public. It's cargo. So they don't have public transportation in the south. No, I mean I'm sure I could call a cab from the city. I know, but, but that's not public transportation. No. I'm shocked by that. I thought every city in America had some form of, of public transportation. Afraid not. What What about people who... Hmm. What about, like, old people? What do old people do where you're from? How do they go get their groceries if not a bus? They have to drive or get someone to drive them. What if they... You know what I mean? That, that's got to be a major problem for, for a lot of old people in the South. Because... because up, no, I think I mean if you if up you're where used I'm, to it. Up where I'm from, past a certain like at a certain age, people stop driving. Let's say in their seventies or something. You know what I mean? I'm not around here. Well, that's dangerous, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a, it's a, just a whole demographic thing. People, I bet people retire a lot earlier up in the Northeast. Also, I'm sure. 
You know what I mean? I just find that odd that like, not that, not that I ever took like Long Island buses. Wait a minute. Are there buses on Long Island? Yeah, there had to have been. There had to have been, dude. There had to have been public fucking, yes, there's, there's public transportation. I don't know why we got into that subject. I don't, you said you checked the bus schedule. Oh yeah, I do. There is no bus schedule. I know, so you fucking, you, 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 uh, ripped apart that charade real quick. Jesse, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me get you an answer. Are you, are you caught up in Olympic fever like the rest of the planet right now? Not at all. What do you mean? Not at all. Have you not watched the Olympics at all? No. Really? <laughs> really? I do. I watch football and basketball, and that's not in the Winter Olympics. Football's not in any Olympics. Hence, I don't watch it. You have no interest in. Uh, you have no interest in the Olympics. No, I mean, I, I don't. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't wish the Olympics to go away. I, I wasn't just, asking you to make a, uh, <laughs> a fucking moral judgment on it. I was being like, you have, you just have no interest in watching. Like, it does nothing does uh, for you. What's funny is, I don't give a fuck about regular sports, but like, I love the Olympics, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, I know a lot of people do. I'm here's, just not one of them. Here's why, if you want to know, Jesse. If you're interested I do. in why some people I like know. the Olympics. Like a dude like me, like I hate fucking sports. It doesn't do anything for me. But the Olympics are badass for a few reasons. One, because it's like two weeks solid. It's like you get, by the, by the end of the first week, like I know these people become household names. Like I'm, you root for their stories develop and stuff like that. It's like a whole fucking drama thing, right? You got that removed. Yeah, and then the whole rooting for the American thing, which American TV does. All you ever hear about is the American contenders. So by virtue of that, you kind of root for them yourself. You know what I mean? Okay. Because it's not like I don't have, you know, it's not that I'm so pro-patriotic, but um, I don't have another fucking home country. So, <laughs> so Amer- I'm a, you know, I would root for America in this sort of thing. And it's that aspect that I really love about it. It's It's the fact that it's it's the world versus the world. Like, they call it the World Series, but... It's really not, you know what I mean? Uh, basketball, it's like a bunch of a bunch of rich guys playing against other rich guys. In this, it's like some villager from fucking Croatia who like grew up skiing on like wooden planks on a mud hill, versus like you know what I mean? Like, um, so you don't you don't root for them because they're not American. What? You don't root for them because they're not American. Um. Who do I root for? It's not even about rooting as much. I don't typically, I don't really care who wins any of the events, to tell you the truth. I mean, <laughs> that's not why I watch it. I watch it, A, because the HD is fucking gorgeous. Especially the Winter Olympics, right? And here's the thing. I was never big on the Winter Olympics, and I'll tell you why. And, and you'll cop to this. Uh, Tracy Morgan mentioned this on Letterman. Letterman asked Tracy if he was watching the Winter Olympics, and Tracy was like, "Black people don't watch the Winter Olympics." And I can I can understand why. Okay, I'll just flat out say it: it's the whitest fucking sporting event in the world, the Winter Olympics. And I'll tell you what the difference is: in the Summer Olympics, you've got like track, and you've got like shot put, mm-hmm. and you've got like swimming. Anyone can fucking run. You know, that's why dudes from Kenya, like, they grow up in the savannah. They run all the time. That's all they're doing all day long. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Swimming. Everyone in the world has access, for the most part, to some kind of body of water. Okay. To be an Olympic, like, skier, you had to grow up fucking rich, dude. You had to grow up in, like, Colorado. That's why there are no... Are you saying there's no rich black people? 
No, I'm saying nation-wise. And you also have to have access to ski slopes. There's there's not a single African nation in the entire Winter Olympics. <laughs> but that makes sense. For the most part, the only well, yeah. the only people really competing in the Winter Olympics are like Canada, America, Germany, Russia. Places with really cold weather. So you have that aspect of it. So, okay, excuse me. It's not just rich people. There are people who are from places... If you're from Switzerland, you could fucking ski at age two. If you're from the Netherlands, everyone's on ice skates. But if you're, yeah, from, get... if you're from America and you're like our gold medal skier, they all grew up in like Colorado or like fucking Vermont and like went to like Ivy League schools and like ski around the world. Like it's not really people you want to root for. <laughs> as opposed well, to, as opposed I mean, to you're not going to have an Australian as... bobsledding. Well, there are. No, Australia does because. Because they have access to travel, a lot of the, you know what I mean? That comes mm-hmm. with the wealth thing. Japan, China has incredible everything. Because they're wealthy? Not because they're wealthy, because they have that, because they're wealthy, A, because they have that group mind mentality thing going on, and because they have access to, like, snow and stuff. <clears throat> um, And I'll tell you my favorite when, uh, when, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. It makes sense to snow. <laughs> I'll tell you my favorite Winter Olympic sports right now, and they're new this year. At least one of them's new; the other one's not. Okay, okay. ready. So you got you got your usuals. Um, like I don't care about ice skating at all. Okay. Either, like the the the, figure, do the figure skating or the speed skating. Speed skating really does nothing for me, though it is kind of incredible what those people are doing. Yeah. Okay, bobsledding and luge and that kind of stuff. It doesn't do anything for me because I don't buy it because I don't. Yes, like you're an Olympic gold medalist because you were the best at being strapped to a fucking sled going down a hill. <laughs> I don't see how they could be making much movement. You know what I mean? I don't see how a dude on a luge really controls anything. I'm sure there's techniques. It's distribution of body weight, but it's so subtle that you can't see it on TV. You know what I mean? Okay. Um. So there's that, there's like hockey, which I don't give a fuck about. Like, Amer- apparently America beat hockey. Amer- America beat Canada. <laughs> America beat Canada the other day. It's a series, though. I think everybody's getting a little which, it's excited. It's not a series, though. They don't. It's not? No, they play random sporadic teams till it chops down to the gold. Like, the, ah, okay. They only, they only, you only play one team twice, I think. You know what I mean? Okay. Fuck all, all those sports, Jesse. Welcome to the world of the cross. Snowboard, cross? snowboard cross and ski cross. And I'll explain to you what that is, sir. You're going to have to because I don't know. I didn't know until about a week ago. Four people stand at the top of a mountain. And there's a, and there's a track laid out. Not a track, a, um, a ski slope. But it's manicured and small. And it's got jumps and divots and crazy turns. And like, you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. an insane obstacle course. Four dudes race down the mountain at the same fucking time. It's a race to the finish. And they have this in snowboarding <laughs> too now. It's the most insane thing you've ever seen, dude. Because they're going like 80 miles an hour down this crazy course. And it, typically in the Olympics, people race for time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That guy did the course in 30 seconds. That guy did yep. it in 30.1. In this, it's whoever fin- It's one, two, three, four. You know what I mean? Okay. So you all start in the same position. And it's four dude fucking like battling to get out in front. And then maintain it as they go down like the coolest ski run you've ever seen in your life, dude. That's bad. I'm sure it is. I don't think I've ever seen a ski run. Like a ski, like a, I've never skied a ski cross thing like this before. They call it. <laughs> I've never skied one before, man. 
Um, what else is going on in the Winter Olympics? I mean, other than that, it's on like 24 hours a day. That's why. Also, yeah. The reason I'm so into it is because of my cable situation, which we I think we've spoken about before. Your cable's out? No, because I have DirecTV at like midnight. I'm on East Coast feed. So at like midnight, 99% of my channels go to paid programming because it's really uh, 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. NBC runs the Olympics like 24 hours a day. So for the past two weeks, I've been watching the Olympics in bed at night. You know what I mean? As opposed to either Animal Planet, Food Network, or ID, which are three channels that go 24-7. What is ID? Investigation Discovery. <laughs> you it's, should do the commercial. It's all ID. Investigation Discovery. Uh, it's all fucking forensic files and like true detectives and, and like um, murder shows, but not fi- fictional. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not fictional. Non. Like like America's Most Wanted. Unsolved yeah. Mysteries. Yes, that kind of shit. Uh, which is an amazing segue to something I want to touch on quickly. I don't want to get into it because it came out today. I had the pleasure of getting it yesterday because I fucking... I'm, I'm a, I worked for it, man. I worked for it. <laughs> I'm sure you did. I'm not going to say how I got it. Uh, <laughs> folks, if you, this is a message to all Bagged and Border listeners. Jesse, get the fuck out of here for a minute with your ears. I mean, this ain't for you. I'm gonna it's for the world. Yourself. Folks, if you own a PlayStation 3, good. That'll come, <laughs> in, that'll come in handy in a moment. If you don't own a PlayStation 3, buy one. If you own an Xbox, either trade it in or throw it out or do something with it. But get a PlayStation 3 because a video game came out that I'm going to... Shit, man. See, I have a problem with hyperbole, but I really... You know yes, what? you do. Flat out. <laughs> I'm not going to say... It's not the best video game ever made, but it's definitely my favorite video game experience I've ever had in my life. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm talking very seriously because I, I want people to listen and take it seriously. The game is called Heavy Rain. And I finished it about 20 minutes ago. You're finished already? It only takes eight hours, but there's like 15 different endings. Like, I went online immediately to see, just out of shits and giggles, I typed in like, heavy rain, different ending, and someone posted their ending. Dude, it couldn't be more fucking different than how my <laughs> game played out. Shockingly so. So you're going to play it again? I'm going to play it again, but here's the thing. Without getting into spoilers, it's, it's um... I think people know a little bit by now, about now. It's 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 about there's a serial killer named the Origami Killer, and it's it's basically four different characters all trying to find out who that killer is, right? And the way the game is presented, it's like no other game ever made except for a game called Shenmue, which most Americans didn't play, which would also be in the top five video games ever made. It came out on Dreamcast. It's um. It's a real-time response game, if that makes any sense. So you do walk around, you do have to do shit, you do talk to people, but the majority of the game is delegated through flashing icons that pop on screen at certain important times. And if you don't hit it, shit will happen, right? Saying that, the game's all about split-second uh, choices and decisions. Now, it can okay. be as simple as pressing the buttons in the order they give you or blank happens or actual moral decisions okay all right and here's why this is my favorite video game of all time it's not for the engine which was really fun and you know cool and innovative but i mean it's not the most entertaining thing in the world the actual physics of the game except for the fight scenes and the action scenes 
which are fucking astounding. I'll get into that in a second. The reason it's my favorite game of all time is because without any spoilers, at a certain point, I was forced with like a split second decision. And at, at this, by up to this point, I had been pretty confident. I'd been happy with how the game had gone. My game had gone because everyone's game is going to be different when they play it. I made a decision that I immediately regretted so much, dude. <laughs> that the only feeling I can use to describe it is the end of Old Boy. I had to pause my 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 PlayStation and like stand up and like pace my room for a little bit. Like I felt I felt physically nauseous, and there's a reason for that. Because you fucking like the characters. It's it's better than most movies that come out. It's and because you like the characters, they throw in another thing for you, right? If your character dies, you have four different characters. It's, the story is split up among four, amongst four different yes. roles. If one of those people die, they're dead. And the shit, like they're a part of the story. You don't, you're not going to see it in your fucking game. Like, what if yeah, all four die, then the game it's game over. There is no ending. There is no ending. Game over. Like flat out game over, right? <laughs> you gotta start all over. I yes, exactly. Even if one dies, imagine this: you're you're six hours through a nine hour game, and your favorite character dies. You can't you go back and save the... them. Yeah, you're, you're gone. You're keep you're keep going. It you don't. It's it's like real life. You there's no there's no second chances. You make a decision, and you've got to be fucking sure of it, dude. You've got to pay attention to shit like every. Things that you would never think in a million, a billion fucking years <laughs> would ever come into play. Like, like the tiniest detail five hours later can save your life. And here's why it's also the best video game ever made. Because, <laughs> because of that, because of that aspect, because of that, that aspect that your character can die, right? And never come back in that game. And look, I, I don't know that I'm ever going to play it through fully again. You can play each chapter individually. Maybe I'll make different decisions to see what happens. But I'm really, really content with how my game played out. It was an incredible fucking experience. Story-wise, everything-wise. Like, I'm happy with the character. You know what I mean? There's Except yeah. except for that one fucking thing, which I'm going to redo. But regardless, <laughs> because your characters can die and not come back, and because you like the characters, in the scenes where their their death is imminent or you're you're in a life or death situation you've mm -hmm. never been more fucking stressed out or concentrated <laughs> on a video game in your life i'm being dead serious your heart your heart is racing you can't breathe by the end dude it's, it's i read a review that said it was uncomfortable eve it's uncomfortable during those sequences because because you feel actual life or death stakes just like when you make a bad decision you feel actual real life remorse. It's the first video game that's ever elicited emotions for me, dude. Really? Yes. It's it's a piece of art, I think. More so than any video game has ever been. It transcends the it transcends the medium and becomes something wholly on its own. I may rent it. Let's go back to uh what um what game were we all playing recently that we loved? Call of Duty 4, right? The campaign mode. Everyone knows the controversial level by now, the mall, right? Yeah. The I airport. I said when I stepped in the airport, I fucking shot 20,000 people and I <laughs> laughed through it. I, uh, I killed an innocent person last night in heavy rain and I still, I still can't really get over it. Because I knew the character, you know what I mean? The character wouldn't have done it? 
No, I the character I oh killed, the character you killed. It was a bad. It was a fucked up situation. I don't want to spoil anything, but that <clears throat> that's the situation I'm talking about. Like something happened where I was like, where I paused the game and Jesse, I'm, I shit you not, I was like, oh my god, I killed an innocent man. This is the same dude who who used to sit on the roof in Grand Theft Auto and snipe people for hours for fun. <laughs> shoot people in the head, like for no reason whatsoever. See how many people how many people I could shoot before the cops came so I could get a good body <laughs> count on the floor. I killed one person in this game last night with a single fucking bullet and it made me like rethink my life choices. That's interesting. Did you know he was innocent when you did it or not until after? No, it's not it's not even about innocent. It's um Kind of. I thought my life was in danger. And it turns out... It really... I don't even... I don't even... Because I don't want to... Okay, all right, yeah, don't do it. I don't want to do spoil it. the situation whatsoever for anyone, but it's 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 a scenario where... I I thought I was acting in my best interest at the time, but as soon as I acted, I realized I acted way too quick. <laughs> way too fucking quick. Like, heartbreakingly quick. This dude, I want to contact the fucking. I know I can't do this, but I want to write the fucking movie. This eight-hour game can be condensed into the most incredible two and a half-hour fucking movie. Like so, even exact dialogue, dude. I'm I'm sure somebody will make a movie of it. Here's the one. Here's the one problem. I think the game was developed in France, right? Okay. So maybe three out of fifty voice actors are French. Let's say a hundred voice actors are not great at accents. Because everyone else, like, the movie, the game takes place in, like, fucking Boston or some shit. But all the, and there's, like, these two brothers, and one of them's like, hey, let's go over there. And the other one's like, okay, let's just go over there, and we will play on the playground. And you're like... Yeah, but, that, I mean, that's a minor glitch. I mean, I haven't even played the game, and I'm not, sure that's a, a minor. No, it's not a glitch. It's just a, well, not a, glitch, it's a funny but thing a to complaint. note. It's not a complaint. It's a note, like. just like X-Files. Everyone fucking sounds like they're fucking... Malcolm Ingram, because <laughs> this show was shot in Vancouver, and they obviously did a lot of central casting. So if you watch enough X Files back to back, you hear a boot every three seconds. <laughs> in this game, it was just it's that thing that takes your ear out of it a little bit. But dude, you gotta fucking get the game. I'll rent it. I mean, I'm gonna buy God of War, rent so it. I'm not gonna buy two games. See, yeah, I'm gonna I rent wouldn't it. know. See, you know what? I would do the opposite because how often are you gonna play God of War? There's no multiplayer mode. Once you beat it. It's a $60 fucking dead bird on your table. That's true. I mean, I may rent that This as game well. is is something that... I, I thought about this before. I was like, okay. In, let's say in 20 years when we're on PlayStation 12. As long as I can hold on to an HDMI TV and my PlayStation and all the power cords and stuff. And as long as we don't revolutionize how we use electricity or anything. I can play this game and enjoy it just as much as I did at any point in my life. You just said you probably wouldn't play it all the way through again. Probably, but who's, who knows in 30 years? Because <laughs> it's an investment to play it all the way through again. You know what I mean? Like, I, I already know I, nothing drastically changes. See, the scenery doesn't The killer change. is always the same guy. Shit no. Like that. Well, then that's drastic. Oh, excuse me. The killer is always the same guy. See? But the endings are different. Yes. And as far as the killer goes... Well, obviously, like, in a fucking any serial killer murder mystery, you typically don't see... They don't want you to know who the killer is, right? Every... Pretty much every movie ever made was like that. Let's just say, I didn't see this one coming. 
<laughs> and we'll leave it at that, man. We'll leave it at that. Let people go and experience it on their own. It's fucking. It's it's astounding. There's nudity. Okay. At one point, I even questioned the game a little bit because. So when I say the real time response thing, like guy goes to hit you, it'll say X, and you got to press X in three seconds, or it'll connect. If you press it, you'll block his punch or something, and it'll lead to the next sequence, right? Right. There's a sex scene where it's like you press circle and you like kiss someone's neck, and then it's like <laughs> if you want to take off the shirt, you have a few different options. You can like unhook the bra or go back for the neck or like go for the pants, like. And you can either not fuck her or fuck her. Like, it's, it's, yeah. What did you do? Uh, I had sex. But I was going, here's what I did when I started the game. Because I knew about the moral aspect of it and because I knew that I couldn't take anything back, I assigned a personality to each one of the four characters. They don't have a personality on their own? They do, but you can mold their personality by your decisions and by what you say. You you have different choices. Every every conversation you have, you have ten different choices of how to answer. Her. Okay. So I said, okay, this guy is going to be a no nonsense, hard boiled, you know, get things done guy. This guy is going to be a fucking sweetheart by the books. You know, doesn't want to step on. So I, I I I so I made I made that way. It wasn't always my own personal thing. I kind of made choices for the characters based on what I thought they would. Dude, it's so hard to. How fucking cool does this sound? Like. Sounds pretty, are there cutscenes? No, the entire game is a cutscene. Basically. Yes. Does that make sense? No. The entire game is a cutscene, <laughs> but you can walk through 60% of it. I, mean, I was asking if cutscenes change depending on what. There are no cutscenes. Okay. It's one. Okay, here's how, here's how I describe it. There are no cutscenes. The most. The most you have the entire game without a action to do, without a button to press, is about 45 seconds. So even when you're in the most dialogue-heavy, movie-centric moment, you can still sit up and stand down. You could, you could, <laughs> oh, I, I get what you you're saying. Okay. posture yourself over here. Yeah. You can go check up and down the window. You can, you can change the view, which is also very fucking cool because there's, they give you two views. You kind of make your own movie. So if you're walking down a long hallway, you switch back and forth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like going camera one, camera two, camera one, camera two. Oh, man. <laughs> you see the smile on my fucking face? Yes, I do. I just finished it like not a half hour ago, man. Still reeling from it. You know who else is very excited to play the game? To play that game? Yeah. Brindo. Yeah, he's, he wants to tell us about it. I don't know. If All he, right. I don't know what he wants to tell us about because... um. I don't want to spoil it, so... Brendo Man! Three, two, one... Minute! Hey, what's up? It's Brendo Man with another Brendo Man Minute. From the Haunted Mansion. This time it's back to its regular normal state. Which is still super awesome. And one of my favorites, right, we are now in the hallway of knocking doors, and, um, wow, still pretty cool, you can hear the knocking doors. So I read a 
rumor also is oh <laughs> rumor is actually from the official Dizzy websites. I guess it's not a rumor, it's fact. They're going to put back in the original um, hat box ghost, which was only in the ride for like a couple weeks back when it first opened and it didn't work properly, but now technology has caught up. And basically what it is, is it's this guy, this like skeleton-like guy, and he, um, he is holding a hat box and his, and his head comes off and then it shows up in the box and it goes back and forth. Um, I don't know where they're going to put it, but I'm really looking forward to that. Hopefully it'll happen sometime in the near future. It was originally in the attic. But the attic has a new scene, and it's pretty crowded in there, so I don't know if they're going to put it there or what. Um, I'm sure if you Google for that, there's like one image of Yale Gracie with a hatbox ghost, and he's one of the um, original Imagineers that worked on the ride, along with, um, I think, Mark Davis. Um, and uh, a few others worked on it, some legendary Imagineers. And that work just really shows on this ride. I'm now in the the ballroom, which always is awesome. And um, now we're entering the attic, which um, the new scene was added a couple years ago, um, where it's now uh, Constance the Bride instead of just a nameless bride. And they set kind of a backstory to it, where she has chopped off her husband's head. And um, for Buffy fans, the gal that um, plays the face of the bride, um, she was uh, in two episodes of Buffy um, as the gal that wanted to be a vampire, and then also Buffy later later found her when she left Sunnydale, um, and she was a waitress at a restaurant. And then she showed up on Angel. I don't know her name, um, but she showed up on Angel as the. She was in a few episodes as the lady who ran the group home. Um, but they didn't use her voice. So I don't. I don't know. They always. They tend to do that on. You know, they get somebody with a more sinister voice. So um, now we're entering the graveyard. It's a classic scene. Um, it's kind of cool, always to go on the ride after. Haunted Mansion Holiday has been up for a few months and then you kind of, it's like seeing them ride all over again. Um, so this still remains one of my favorite rides in the park. Um, and I'm excited for the Headbox Ghost to show up soon. Um, I will probably record another one when it gets here. And there's the singing busts. Um, Gotta love the music. So this is the Haunted Mansion. And um, this has been Brendo Man with another Brendo Man Minute. If you have any questions, I'd love to answer them. Um, Disney related. Anything related. Hit me up, brendoman at gmail.com. Or brendoman at Twitter. So that's at brendoman. I will be where. Thank you. So, back to you.
Matt and Jesse. Let's let's reveal something to the audience, Jesse. What are we revealing? All right, bagged and boarded operates. By the way, thank you, Brendo, as always. Um, yes, thank you, Brendo. Bagged and boarded operates kind of like a quasi live radio show in the sense that I'm too lazy to edit anything. So like we kind of do things as it as it plays, just like you heard with Brendo, yeah. man. So just to give a little behind the scenes view at the end of that, I uh I fucked up and actually counted out loud. I realized. <laughs> Did you not want to count no, out? No, <laughs> no, folks, I didn't. So what that three two one was was me waiting until my timer on the time code on the recording file got to a certain point. That way I can remember when Brendo Man was to be inserted. Otherwise, it's really You have to go back and listen? Yes. Yeah. Which is not I don't I don't ever feel like doing that. Do you ever listen back? I'll tell you what though, every once in a while, I'd say every like few months, I'll be on a road trip or something and it'll be like bagged and boarded twelve and I'll listen through <laughs> the entire thing and it'll be fucking hilarious, dude. With a we lot were young of, and dumb back then. Yes, that's what I mean. With a lot of time, it's funny. I don't think I could listen to like two shows ago. Mm-mm. I I personally don't listen to forty shows ago. You don't listen ever, right? No. You still and, and that's just I a, have I have not listened to the I know, ones that when that I wasn't you weren't involved in them yeah. because you're fucking not, not because I don't care about the people that were why because you're too busy playing fucking Call of Duty with your fucking clan. Well, I, because when I listen to something, I have to be, I can't just sit there and listen to it. I have to be doing something else. And I usually don't sit at my computer for any longer than 20 or 30 minutes why at a time. Why don't you fucking, why don't you do what most people do? I, I let you know when I listen to podcasts, when I walk my dog. Because I don't walk my dog for an hour. I walk him for like 10 minutes. That's why your dog is obese. One of them. I mean, and the other one you don't walk at all because you said she's afraid of going outside. I, I do now because she's got everywhere to run around. You are the laziest dog owner I've ever known, actually. Now that I think about it, you, you luck yeah. out. <laughs> you you lucked out on the dogs. You got one dog that doesn't walk and one dog that you only walk for like fucking <laughs> twenty seconds, and you're like, "All right, piss, good, let's go." Well, I, I mean, I te- technically I don't walk them. I just I walk outside with them. Well, now you have a yard. Yeah. But even still, man, you, you should take them. You should take them running and shit. Well, they run on their own. Yeah. Oh, Jesse. Oh, Jesse. Are you gonna have kids one day? Maybe one day. Kids are gonna be fat. <laughs> Why are my kids gonna be fat? Because you ain't gonna. You ain't gonna. You're gonna be like. I'm gonna be like. I call you up like old me, and I'll be like, "This is how I'll sound." Hey, Jess, what's going on, bud? Uh, cause I'm all, I'm all like happy and content at that point in my life. So I'm not like wiry and dewy and nervous anymore. So, um. Are you not happy and content now? I'm getting there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm like, hey, Jess, w- it's a beautiful day. Why don't you go play softball with the kids? And you're like, Still man, if they want to play softball, they can play by them. They can play softball with themselves. I got oh, that's, a wall. That's different. I got a wall. He can bounce that shit off of that. <laughs> that that's a little Fat different. fuck. I resent that I'm- kid. I can't go out there and play football with Murphy. I mean, have you tried? No. Well, there you go. How do you know that Murphy isn't like a magic dog? How do you know Murphy can't talk, but you just don't pay attention to him enough? Wouldn't that be a bummer if like like right before he died, he was like, by the way, you know I was a talking dog. Like if you just paid a little bit more attention, you would have like found out the secrets of the universe. Thanks, peace. I, 
I pay attention. I mean, I play with him all the time. What I just don't you, walk him you, up the street. What are you trying to say? About what? Play with him all the time? Well, I mean, like, fetch and <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, Jesse. I'm uh, a good parent. You're a good, you're a good doggy owner, Jesse. You are. Thank you. You know who isn't? Jessica Simpson. <laughs> Why? Because her dog got fucking eaten by a coyote. Did it? Not long ago. Yeah, like three months ago, Jessica Simpson in Hollywood, like up at her fucking house in the hills, like a coyote busted into her backyard and fucking snagged her dog. That's not really her fault. Um, wait. Were they walking? Okay, I th- the dog was off leash, but it was in the yard, so I don't think it's her fault. If it was in the yard and off leash, it's not her fault. If it was anywhere else, man, like, I, you know how, like, some dog, Runyon, they have, like, an off-leash section for yeah. the dog. You go to the park, and a lot of people have their dogs off-leashes. I think that's the most irresponsible thing in the fucking yeah. world. Helmet doesn't go outside without a fucking leash and a collar on, you know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. it's not, it's not you, it's anyone. It's any other dog can, it can snag, can fucking jump in and bite him or whatever. You don't want that. I agree. You don't want that. Um, <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I'm just thinking some thoughts. <laughs> okay. What do you think? Wait, have you heard about the big news at, at uh, Detective Comics? Was that story wise or company wise? Company wise. <laughs> D- this is a press release from a week ago, Jesse. So you're a week late on this. I've actually tweeted about it and made a joke on Facebook. So I don't know where you were on that. I, I was. Probably working. Fucking excuses. DC Entertainment names executive management team. Okay. There, There's co-publishers now. Okay. Take a guess. It was Paul Levitz. Who are the, two, who are the new co-publishers of DC Comics? One of them... It was the no-brainer. One of them is shocking, but a fucking brilliant idea that will sustain them for years and years. I believe you told me about one of them. Okay. With wanting the Watchmen to go on. Okay, who would that be? Uh, I don't recall. Dan Didio. Okay, Former and who's the shocking one? Yes. Someone from their history, someone of the smart... Someone from DC's history? Someone from comic book history, the smartest move they could possibly make in the world other than Neil Gaiman, who wasn't going to fucking do it. Who's the other most, like, fan favorite comic book? Alan movie? Moore. Nope. What? People hate Alan Moore. I'm talking about people... That's lo- true. Personality-wise, do you really want to hang out with him? Well, no. Who seems like the nicest guy in comics, man? Who's, who's, our, who's like, the hero? Who is the Superman of comics? Who saved comic books? Who's an Asian man who wears a hat a lot? Jim Lee. Jim Lee, man. Jim Lee and Dan Didio are the new fucking co-publishers of DC. Huh. What'd you think on that? Well, Marvel put an artist. See, see, you're smiling. You know why? Because everything I just said is true. Because everybody likes Jim Lee. (laughs) He's just a fucking nice guy. He was a really, really talented, nice guy. You know what I mean? Um, well, why do you say he <laughs> saved comics? X-Men. He didn't save comics. What are you talking about? Saved? How did Jim Lee Who save comics? Who wrote com- X-Men number one reboot? Was it not Claremont? No. 
It wasn't Jim Lee. No, it wasn't. Who drew it? Jim Lee. You knew that. If I'd asked you first who drew the X-Men number one reboot, you would have said Jim Lee, right? Mm-hmm. Neither of us know who wrote it. I can't tell you the top of my head who wrote it. Scott LeBron. Layfield? Layfield's an artist, right? No, he didn't write that. Okay, regardless, we both knew that Jim Lee drew it. We don't know who wrote it. That's the best-selling comic book of all time. Without that comic, Marvel went bankrupt. Without that single issue, Marvel was going to go... Marvel was chapter 11 already. And you think it's all because of Jim Lee? We don't know who wrote it. <clears throat> what attracts little kid? What, as a little fucking six-year-old Matt and Jesse, when we were at the comic book store, what did you care about? Some dude's name on the cover or fucking Magneto with a hologram and a badass Wolverine drawing. <laughs> that Jim Lee's cover for X-Men number one saved Marvel Comics. Covers. And, and that, in turn, saved the comic book industry because DC wasn't doing much at that point. DC needs Marvel. You know what I mean? To piggyback DC on, if you will. Marvel? Yes, to piggyback on. Because without Marvel in stores, you don't have comic book stores. What? As long as Marvel Comics... What do you mean? Marvel outsells DC by, like, fucking 10 to 1. But you don't think DC would survive without Marvel? They I, don't th- I, don't think the comic book indus- I don't think the comic book industry would survive without Marvel. <laughs> I think the stores would shut down. That's what I'm talking about. For comic book stores to stay open, I think you need Marvel Comics. Because Marvel Comics is still around, DC can put their comic books in stores. But you don't think if DC folded that it wouldn't be the same? No. Really? Mar- I just said Marvel outsells DC 10 to 1, dude. I don't know about ten to one. It's it really it's like it's it's over fucking seventy percent. I think our DC sales impossible. Why do you say that? X Men, homie. Maybe X titles. I mean, there's more X titles than there look are at the top ten. Li- look at the top ten list every month. The only DC books that ever make it are fucking event books: Blackest Night, Cacophony, Kevin's books, Gaiman's books. Fucking I mean, like random Marvel books make the list every month. Gaiman still do it. No, Gaiman's not doing anything right now. Gaiman's getting married to Freaky Chick. Freaky Chick? To Amanda Palmer from the Dresden Dolls. She's she's a singer. She she doesn't have any eyebrows. She tattooed eyebrows on instead. Like she's like one of those weird like chicks. She was like naked at the Golden Globes or whatever. Was she a, was naked. There was a whole big Gold- controversy. Yeah, she wore like a see through thing and then like on the red carpet she took off her panties. Wow. Yeah, she's like a nutty, nutty rocker chick. Gaiman's married. Way to go, Neil. Um. So yeah, Didio and Lee, and then they named a new. Um. I think this is a new position. Chief Creative Officer. I'm sure they've had Jeff Johns. Chief. Another okay. really smart move. They're fucking Wonder Kid. <coughs> Marvel, meanwhile, he writes everything anyway. Marvel, meanwhile, is now like fucking Joe Q, man. I don't know. What do you mean? I I don't I personally don't I'm not a Casada fan anymore. Like I, he seems like a nice enough guy. Like I met him at cons and stuff. Because of the Disney shit that you said would not happen. No, because of just the direction of the fucking company for the last five years. I just don't. I I, I kind of thought they. I think they've taken pretty good chances. I mean, the Civil War shit, the death of Captain America, <laughs> pretty good. You okay. <clears throat> I mean, maybe not handled well, but good ideas at least. Killing Captain America was a good... You don't think... I, any fucking... That's an idea? That's not even an idea. You can kill any character. Well, I, I mean... I mean... Attempt. He's back. I, I'm sure that if you were 30 years old in, when Superman died, you'd say, well, that's bullshit. But you didn't say that as a kid. That was the first comic I bought. I knew he was coming back. 
by even at that age when when Doomsday when Death of Superman came out, I knew they would fucking bring him back because I had an understanding about business sense. I think. <laughs> at seven, I knew that they couldn't kill Superman forever. Also, my mom was like, "They're not gonna." Kill. My mom's such a fucking. Uh, my mom kills me with this shit, man. Maybe like. When did so we're going we're going back six years already? No, we're going back like twelve years, ten years to when Stephen King got into the car accident and retired. My mom, I remember having the conversation. I was still living at home. My mom was like, "He's never gonna retire." I'm like, "No, like, like this isn't some bullshit, like fucking like rock band, like this is, <laughs> like this is Stephen King. Like he has more integrity than everyone in the world combined." Mom, like, fuck you. Like, he's really retiring, like, he's going out on Dark Tower, like, you know, and that'll be it, like, it'll be his last book ever. And she's like, alright, let's see what happens. And then, of course, like, a year later, Stephen King comes back. book comes out. Stephen King comes back. Stronger than, he published more books in the last, since he's re- retired than he ever did before. Fish. We're going to 2004. <laughs> oh, I'm going on tour, what? No, it's a, they're never coming back, it's my last chance to ever <laughs> see them. My mom said... Like, every other rock band and fucking Stephen King at this now she could use and everyone else in the world, I guarantee you they will be back. There is no way they're retiring. <laughs> Mom, you don't understand. This is fish. Like, it was, never, <laughs> it was never about money, all right? Like, they don't even care about the albums. Like, it's just, it's the integrity and the music and, like, they're just, it, they, look, they're never coming back. Of course. They come back. They came back. And now they're playing a festival here in Mobile at some point. Yeah, a fish is. Mm-hmm. Well, the the new I just saw the newspaper said the front man, so I don't know if it's the oh, whole Trey. band. Oh, Trey! No, no, no. Trey's yeah. band is playing a festival. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then I was telling my mom the other week. I was like, I just bought a ticket for uh, String Cheese Incident in July. She was like, Oh, isn't that that band you like that retired a few? And I was like, Yeah, save it. Womp <laughs> womp end scene. That was very. Very sketchy, like. Um, what do you got going on, Jess? Uh, not too much of nothing. Regale us. With what? Make something up, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't. You're frustrated. My, my shit is a. I'm sorry, my shit is a routine. I'm fucking sick of it's it. It's not like I'm, I'm talking about exciting shit I'm doing. I'm just talking about thoughts I had or things I saw or or concerts. I saw Shutter Island. Have you seen it? No. I don't. Go, I don't go to movie theaters. It's Marty. I'm sorry, people can't see that. I was shaking my head. <laughs> uh, verbally, that body movement would be described as, I don't give a fuck about Marty. Uh, I don't people give was it good? It, yeah. I, I I was scared that it wouldn't be up to par was because it? it's, it's got some bad reviews, but I thought it was great. And I'm, I mean, I'm not saying that as being biased, but... It was pretty fucking good. Robert Richardson is a fucking genius. Who? Robert Richardson. I don't know who Robert Richardson is. Bob Richardson? Yeah, Robert Richardson. Yeah, Bob Richardson. The guy who did fucking Inglorious Bastards? Yes. See, I didn't like Inglorious Bastards. You didn't like Inglorious Bastards? I love the movie. I didn't think the cinematography was anything to write home about. I thought it was just very... He he must have been focusing on his next project. Oh, yeah, it's great. Fantastic. Um... You reminded me of something. See, you said it. See, now you gave me a little something, and I said I don't talk about stuff that happened in my life. But something happened in my life yesterday, Jesse. 
something that I <laughs> wish the world could have been a part of. <clears throat> What's that? I've got a few of these moments. One of them was when I was in seventh grade. I was sitting in my math class with my hand up in the air. Imagine like um, Italy. No, just wide one hand up in the air, just like you know, just like like this, like I don't know, just like I had my hand resting on my head with a few fingers exposed. Kind of like, imagine I'm holding a cigarette and resting it against my head, but not a cigarette. And all of a sudden, this kid threw a paper airplane, and it's, I swear to God, it landed. Without me looking, I turned, and there was a paper airplane in my hand. <laughs> it was one of those once-in-a-lifetime things, you know what I mean? Like, okay. the, 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 the gods conspired, and that paper airplane flew exactly where and how and when it needed to go to land exactly, precisely in my open hand. That happened yesterday. The paper airplane? No, no. A paper airplane moment, if you will, though. Okay. Start using that. What was that? Okay, I go to get heavy rain out in Venice Beach because that's I had I had to drive. Fuck you. Well, the, 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 before before you get to not it, not Venice Beach, not Venice Beach. Like Venice and Overland, like fucking like like eight miles. Relax. Okay, it's all not right. that far for a video game. I've driven much further for shit. Driving to Venice Beach, you could have just waited 12 hours. Yeah, and I beat the game before it fucking came anyway, and I had it all day yesterday, so I had nothing to do. Big deal, I drove to fucking Venice. So okay. Right. Nice day, and this happened. Not that I wanted this to happen, but I'm now that it did, I'm fucking glad. I'm on my way back. It's like 4.30 in the evening, Jesse, and and the sun's going down as it as it's wont to do. <laughs> So I'm wearing some sunglasses that my mom bought me last time I was in Florida. You know, really fancy pair of like polarized sunglasses because I was doing road trips. So they're you know my like good car glasses. Like okay. I can look into the fucking sun with these things. They're super fucking you know pricey and all that shit. I'm driving down Wilshire Boulevard, about to get home. Uh, let me set this up exactly. I am in the back of a pack. I'm in, back the, of a, I'm in the back, back in the back of the back of the back. I'm in the back of the pack of traffic, so I'm the last car. <laughs> you, you know, you know how when you drive on a on a major street with with lights, you've got packs. Like these cars are traveling between those lights, and they all stop. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I just crossed the intersection of Wilshire and Fairfax. Literally just crossed the intersection. Probably my car was under the traffic light when. My super expensive sunglasses that I had just placed on my dashboard, for some reason, hopped out the window of my moving car on Wilshire Boulevard. What did you do? It's so good. So instantly, instantly sheer fucking panic. Just, oh, fuck, man. Well, there goes those glasses. I fucking turn around to look in my rearview mirror. You know, I'm driving slow because I'm... There's no one behind me. Instinctively, I didn't even think about it. I just started driving slow, and everyone else sped up ahead of me. So now, all the other cars that were in front of me were, like, way down, right? And I turn around and look and look to basically watch my glasses get crushed by the car <laughs> behind me. Because I'm not paying attention. I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, now, uh, excuse me, no. Initially, the first thing I did was, oh, fuck. And I pulled over, and I flipped my hazards on and got in the shoulder. Okay. Not right at the intersection. I'd driven for like a good 30, 40 yeah. feet, you know, before I could realize. Then I turned around just to see it happen. I was like, oh, fuck. Well, let's watch these glasses get run over. <laughs> and I see a couple cars coming, and I'm like, here it goes. And one of them swerves out of the way. And I'm like, okay. And I see cars come the other direction, coming close to it, coming close to it. They get a red light. 
And then I realized the car's behind me at a red light. I'm like, oh my fucking God. Dude, you ran out in the intersection? I left my key in my ignition, opened my door, sprinted into the intersection, snagged the glasses as the light was turning green, ran back to my car. <laughs> as I was running back, all the people on both sides of the street were going, yeah! And like fucking pumping their hands up out of the window. Here's the best part about the story. Not even a scratch on the fucking sunglasses, homie. Congratulations. That's a one, That never fucking happens, right? I, somebody running out in traffic? No. What, no, maybe in LA? No traffic. You see what I'm saying? What, what time was it? Yeah, there was traffic. No, no, no. I was past the intersection, so I was right in front. There... Do you, do you Wait, was your sunglasses in the intersection? No, they were oh, two feet. Okay. They were two right. feet in front of the light, like I was saying. So, I had about a five foot gap between my sunglasses. I had I had the intersection between fifty cars and my sunglasses. I had the ten feet of the intersection. They were at a red light. There was gotcha. no one on. I was the only car on Wilshire Boulevard between. It's not quite as impressive now. I mean, I wouldn't have ran out if there were fucking cars. <laughs> I bought, I wasn't playing fucking Frogger, dude. If the, if, <laughs> if 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 there if I hadn't, if there hadn't been a red light, those cars were gone. Those glasses were gone. I wasn't putting my so, life in in fucking risk for a pair of sunglasses. Sounded like it. No, no, it was just the exciting thing that the timing worked out because if I had been five seconds later, I would have had to have held up Wilshire Boulevard to pick up my sunglasses <laughs> in rush hour. You know what I mean? I just, like, shit just worked out, man, and fucking didn't even scratch or anything. My dad was like, go play the lotto. Yeah. Like, Better yet, I'm gonna buy a gun and play Russian roulette. Because if you win, Why? the stakes are bigger than if you play the lotto. Because if, if you win a Russian roulette, don't you win, like, a car or something? Two of them. You win two cars when you win Russian <laughs> roulette. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, the country of Russia sends you two cars in the mail every time you put a gun to your head and it doesn't go off in the game. I don't think so. And if you lose, you die. So it's like... Yeah. So it's like, you know, some people say it's a win-loss situation. This is a two-car death situation. It's kind of a death or nothing But if situation. you die, you get one car, but you have to be buried in it. Those Russians are perverse. Yes, they are. See, so so they they're like, so you 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 do win in a sense. You get the car after <laughs> all. No, you don't. I mean, but technically, you get the car. You're just buried inside of it, dead. Can't take it with you. I mean, you're inside of it though. With <laughs> no graveyard would allow that to happen. Sure, they you'd will. have to pay for like people two. Are, people are buried in weird but, shit all the time. There was a lady buried in a NASCAR. An old lady. In a always, what? In a NASCAR car. Oh, a NASCAR. People are buried in fucking... Yeah, dude, you can bury someone in an elephant if you want. That's... No. Ha, yes. Okay, honestly, you get an elephant, you fucking slice open the stomach, you shove someone inside of it, and you bury the elephant. That's, that's animal cruelty. I mean, you're buried... Yeah. You're killing an elephant to be buried inside of it. It's very cruel, but it's your last wish. Like, you can... I think one person's like... I don't know, man. Whatever. There's a lot of elephants. What if I said a cow? <laughs> no, <there's not. laughs> what if I said a cow? Would that have offended you less? No. 
There are billions of cows. We eat cows every day. What if I want to be buried inside of a cow? But a live cow. Is that really mm. offensive to you? If that's my last wish? What are you talking about? Yes. Really? How can you be buried inside of a live cow? Uh, anesthesia? Incisions? I mean, no. It would be dead the instant you went inside of it, obviously, when you when you had to... um eviscerate it to fit inside but i'm saying so when it was buried it wouldn't be alive yes but i don't want like a dead cow on the side of the road i want the cow to die from my burial <laughs> is what i'm saying <laughs> i want that specific cow to die so i can be buried. you don't want one that was a, a, a cow frozen in headlight i don't want like yeah i don't want some already dead cow i want a new dead cow ah uh, okay and i want a little bell on my grave like a cow bell because it'll be a joke any particular reason? Because it, it, it irony. Because I'm buried inside of a dead cow. Hello. No, I mean, so like, any particular reason. Wink it's a cow. at the world, like, ding dong. You can ring the bell and be like, "Oh, that Matt Joker to the end." Um. <laughs> no, this is just a hypothetical situation. I mean, I don't want to be buried inside of a cow. Oh, okay. why do I want to be buried inside of a cow in this hypothetical situation? I'm sorry, I should have kept going with it. Um. Yes. Fuck. First rule of improv, which I had to stop, by the way, unfortunately. Yeah, you told me. Yeah. So I you didn't to. have to. You just chose to. I had to, man. <laughs> Life got in the way. My schedule Be became, honest. My schedule became schedule. impeding. Your video game schedule? Fuck you. I'm going to Vegas tomorrow for a week. <laughs> what are you doing, homie? I mean... You going uh, what? I'm going to Vegas to go fucking work. I'm not telling you with what or with whom or on what, but I have a job this week that so you don't even know about. I got shit going on, dude. You don't even know what I got going on. Where am I right um, now? Do you think I'm in my apartment? No. Yes. No. I'm across town in a new apartment I bought, and I mocked it up to look like my old apartment to fucking fool you. This is the podcast room of my new apartment. If I turn the camera to the left or right, it's just bare wall. It's like a movie. <laughs> it's like a movie set. This is okay. Ford's perspective too. It's like a three Ford scale. See that? Are job? you really going to Vegas? What? Yeah, man. I'm going to really going to Vegas. Are you really going for work? I'm going for work and pleasure. I've got I've got a few concerts I've got to see, and I've got I do, and I have some work. I've got some work, man. Okay, so go, right. go fuck I yourself. I believe you. I, I believe you. I believe you. Continue to fuck yourself, though, even if you believe. <laughs> fuck yourself with that belief, if you will. Sorry, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> my dog. Here's a dog report. Dog feeling better. Took like two weeks, man. It was fucking crazy. But out of nowhere, like the day I took him off the painkillers, all of a sudden he was back. It's because he was fucking down and out with painkillers. First week, no painkillers, down and out. Second week with painkillers, same thing. Third week, nothing. You know what I mean? It's not like the painkillers were making him worse. They were just letting... He was healing throughout that whole time he was on the painkillers. Because now he's back to his old fucking crazy self. Um, how are we doing for time, Doc Brown? Uh, we're about 50 minutes in, maybe a little more. Doc Brown. You get that reference? That, with, with time, Back to the Future? No, the soda. Doc Brown? Dr. Brown's cream soda. No. You don't, you don't know Dr. Brown's, the company? No. It's a Jewish thing. And look, I used to say that joking. <laughs> I say that a lot, right? But it's in the kosher section at the supermarket, which boggles my mind. Because in New York, it's in the soda section, which kind of shows you that it really should be Jew York. 
<laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, look, food that's in a regional section in other states is not in a... Like, the Mexican food, you can understand every supermarket has a Mexican section or an Oriental section. Most have a kosher section. At the kosher section outside of New York, they stock a soda, they stock in the regular... Do you, do you know? Yeah, but... Like, it's regular in New York, but everywhere else it's Jewish. So New well, York becomes here. code for Jewish. There's no kosher section here. Really? Really? I bet. I bet. I bet there is. I bet there is. There may be. There may be. And this I is. I bet a there's a tiny. I bet AD. there's a tiny shelf at like your big. No, 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 no. There may be kosher products. There is no kosher. Oh, section. most products are kosher. Coca Cola is kosher. Like fucking Doritos are kosher. Everything's kosher for the most part. No section. Not here. Do they ever? Do they have an ethnic? Do they split it up into? Do they have a Mexican section? No. Well. Do you remember Ralph's? Uh, Do you remember Ralph's, dude? Yeah, they have. Yeah, I know the kosher. They have a kosher aisle. They have a whole aisle because that that particular Ralph's is in a fucking Jewish neighborhood. Oh well, yeah, that's. If why. you go to the Ralph's on Sunset, the kosher section is much more. Actually, no. If you if you're in West Hollywood, you got a big kosher section. <laughs> I've been to the Ralph's on like Venice Boulevard. Not so big a kosher section. I just do you see? Do you not see what? Ah, that's kind of funny. Like, uh. Like, it's Jew soda here, but just regular soda in New York? Yeah, but, I mean, I'm sure the, the population is larger. It's the biggest Jewish population in the country, but what I'm saying is it's an, it's so overwhelming. The Jewish population in New York is so predominant that it pervades the mainstream. My Catholic friends yeah. grew up drinking Doc Brown soda because it's a soda in the supermarket. Yeah. It was never a, a kosher or a Hebrew thing. If you move to L.A. <laughs> and you want to find, like, a cream soda, you gotta go to the kosher section. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> Any deli in New York, like you know what I mean? Any pizza place you can get a cream soda. Um Did you uh did you watch uh, a serious man yet? What's that? The Cohen Brothers Slick. I don't think I'm going the to the most Jewish of Cohen Brothers Slick. I don't think I'm going to. Why? I don't have any interest. It's a Cohen movie that that's all you need to know. I Why would seen, you not have I haven't seen every Cohen Brothers movie. What haven't you seen? Uh, Barton Fink and Miller's Crossing. That's two of the best ones they've ever made. Why? why I mean, just for just because you don't want to, you don't think you'll like it. There's no I, I kind of understand Miller's Crossing. It's kind of a gangster flick, but no interest. Barton Fink is about a. I don't particularly. I, I'm not. I'm not typically drawn to period films. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. A Serious Man is a period film. Is it uh, not? 60s, I think. Yeah. yeah, that's a period film. Dude, Dazed and Confused is a period film. Yeah, but it, no, it's, it's kind of a fucking stoner comedy. It doesn't, I didn't grow up in the 70s, man. Like, I fucking... You know what I mean? <laughs> I know, but it's, it's still a period film. You didn't grow up in the 60s. Technically, but, but it don't even... The, the production design's not even that great in Dazed and Confused. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? It doesn't look really that 70s. Like, it kind of looks like a 90s movie shot. It looks like a, a 90s movie. So, alright, you're not fond of period films. I didn't say that. It's just I'm not naturally drawn to them. They're not... If you present me with three movies, I, I and two of them are period films, I'll, I'll pretty much, nine times out of ten, subconsciously pick the one that isn't. Like, A Serious Man, while I'm sure it's a very good film, and I like the Coen Brothers... I just have no interest in a in a period drama about like Judaism. Like Okay, well let me ask you this. 
for, for going serious, man, get that out of the way. So if you're not particularly drawn to period films, but you'll watch a 70s movie that takes place in the 70s, it's period for you. It was just not period. No, I'm not saying that Days and Confused is not a period film. I'm also, I'm just saying it's not a period oh, no, 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 I'm not talking about Days and Confused. I'm just saying any 70s movie that takes place in the present time that it was made is that's technically... Not, that's not a period film. For you, it kind of is. No, it's not. It's, it's a movie. Well, what's I mean, the difference? A mo- the difference is a movie in the 70s that was made to look like it was made in the 40s is a period film. I understand what a period film is. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying if you okay, it's not like, a like personal a, term. It's not a personal term for me. A period. Fi- there's a definition to a fucking period film, homie. I understand that. I'm. I'm what's the what difference? I'm, I'm, I'm not. What's the difference to you? Because I, you won't I, watch a movie now that was the takes place I in seven. Won't. I, but, but you, you're not drawn to it because Why are you I, so I like modern stories and and in the 70s a movie made in the 70s set in the 70s was a modern story for the 70s that's why i can i'm okay with that does that make any sense shining was the best it could be in 1976 or whenever the fuck it came out 1980 but but if but if somebody made a movie like the shining now that took place in the in 1980 it would be a period film and even yes. though it may be the same kind of film, I wouldn't. And because of the aesthetics of it, I wouldn't naturally be drawn to it. I'm just saying drawn to. I'm not saying not. Would not saying wouldn't like. I'm saying wouldn't go pay money to go see in theaters. Rarely, Quentin. That's obviously <laughs> different. It's got to be a certain filmmaker. You know what I mean? Like, just I got no interest. Like, I didn't really like Old Brother. I didn't really like No Country for Old Men, and that's why. Honestly, if you want to know why, I haven't seen the Serious Men yet. Because I know they're going for the whole new, like, drama, artsy, fucking critically acclaimed thing, and it's no longer Lebowski weird stoner shit. I don't really care for that. I don't like Blood it's, Simple. It's pretty funny. I mean, I, I would... Do you see what I'm saying, though? Yeah. They've moved I, I, away I, I, from I their stoner weirdo roots, and I don't really like where they're going, because now they're just any other filmmakers. I don't No, no Country for Old Men. No co- I'm saying for the, uh, the movies I grew up on loving... Oh, brother, where art thou? Fucking okay. I say stoner weirdo because I like them. How about that? Because I'm a stoner weirdo. <laughs> they were quirky. I mean, I mean were, it's kind of they were different. Kind of, they were different. They were almost like weird fairy tales. Now, No Country for Old Men, while a good movie, if you'd shown it to me and not told me they did it, I you you couldn't have given me a hundred guesses in a million dollars to tell you the Coen Brothers made that movie. It's sort of close to Blood Simple. I don't think it's quite as smart. And that was their as, first fucking movie, and they never made anything like that ever since. So, I mean, barring their, their first film, no, no Country for Old Men was a major departure from the Coen brothers, and I think they're sticking with that departure route, and that's why I haven't gone out and seen The Serious Men yet. Burn After Reading, though, was like a cute little bump in the road. That I went out and saw. That I liked. That's technically what Big Lebowski was. They they kind of do like the major thing and then the quirky thing. That's they, kind of their thing. Yeah, I don't like their major things. I guess. So you won't be seeing True Grit What's because that? I'm really looking forward are to. They re- it. Are they making True Grit? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Is this a cop movie? Well, right? it it was a John Wayne western, but they're saying that it's not a remake. It's it's based more on the book than the movie. But I mean, it's and uh, a Coen Brothers western like does nothing for me. That's not what I like about the Coen. I don't like the Coen Brothers for like their their for. I don't like Blood Simple. I like Big Lebowski. I like Hudsucker. I like Old Brother. I don't like 
I like raising Arizona, but not as much as I like the others because that's a little more normal. I don't like their normal. I don't like their normal movies. I like them when they're fucking whacked out of their minds. You think Raising Arizona is a normal movie? It's more normal than Lebowski and Hudsucker and Oh Brother. Maybe Oh Brother. Give me all the other two. What? Other two what? Lebowski's got like. Weird dream sequences, and people are... Lebowski's one of the weirdest fucking movies ever made. Raising Arizona has weird dream sequences. Does it? I don't remember. I've only seen it once. I don't even think I finished it. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, I mean, it's not quite rolling under women's skirts in a bowling alley. That's what I mean. Lebowski is one of those movies, man. Lebowski fits with my other favorite films. It fits. It, if you looked at a list, if you look at my list, those movies fit together for the most part. Raising Arizona doesn't fit on You know what I mean? It, it's... um. A serious man isn't my type of movie. How about it comes down to no, that? No, I, I don't think it is. I just when it when I went to see it, you said you might watch it, and I remember what was the name of the movie that we we watched the trailer for before I left that was about Jewish culture. Uh, it's a documentary. It's a documentary. Yeah, I forget. Wailing at the wall, maybe I forget. It looked pretty good though. But that's yeah, when we started talking about serious. That looked badass. Man. That fucking movie. <clears throat> I agree. That was about Jews being badass. <laughs> wasn't it <laughs> them being all like tough and shit and how they had to fight it was yeah, a, it was a serious a man movie. is about Jews being pussies I guess that's what I mean it's just I was, it's not even that it's just I'm also at a point in my life where like I'm because I'm striving to find myself and to find happiness dramas don't do it for me anymore maybe it comes down to that seriously that, that's <laughs> I'm a reason. just curious if you had seen it I didn't mean to go off on the <laughs> Fucking tangent. No, but like I haven't seen shit. I haven't seen any of those fucking. I haven't seen Oscar movies in five years. That's that's where my head's been. You know what I mean? I don't see. When I was little, I used to see everything. I thought about that the other night. Like I saw Sleepless in Seattle in theaters. Nah. I used to see every movie that came out. Nowadays, like I don't. I see maybe ten percent, five percent of movies. Not even. I seen. I don't watch movies anymore, man. My life has become about older movies. Which is good. You know, like, like for instance... Where are you at on your Hitchcock? T- for instance, today's Tuesday. Not a single DVD coming out that I want. I don't think anything came Whereas out Whereas in the past, the I, used to, I used to buy like four movies a week, dude. That completely switched in my life in the last few years because I just don't particularly like the movies that are coming out nowadays. Though, certain... Like, next week's a big week. Where the Wild Things Are and Ponyo. Yeah, I got Ponyo on my Netflix queue. Do you really? You're going to hate it. <clears throat> Why? It's a kid's movie. I I like Mononoke and... Uh, Mononoke is not a kid's movie, neither is Howl. But it's, it's Miyazaki. This is a Miyazaki kid's movie. There's two different... This is like Totoro. Two drastically different kinds of movies. I never saw Totoro. You got Mononoke, you got Howl's, you got Spirited Away in one class of movies... And then he makes movies for kids. This is like a cute movie with songs and stuff. <laughs> You're going to hate it. it. Like, all right, I'm saying cancel it from your Netflix, dude. You're going to fucking hate it. I got Bronson on there. Should I cancel that? No. Why would you do that? It's a movie you loved. You're going to check it out? Um. Uh, speaking of other movies to check out, before we take a, before we take a visit to Pimp Corner, because we haven't been there in a little bit. <laughs> in a week? Uh, this week's Pimp Corner is sponsored by what everyone in America should be doing 
this Friday. And do you know what that is, Jesse? No. Take a gander. Take a guess, I mean. Take a gander and then take a guess. Here's a hint. <laughs> this shaving your head? Bald head. Here's another hint. I'm pointing at you. Possible black guy. Folks, Friday, February 26th, everybody go out and see uh, Cop Out. Comes out this week. <laughs> what was that? Bruce Willis, bald head. That was a hint. But what was the pointing thing? You're a black guy. Bald head and black guy. That's an easy oh, okay. Hello, Hello <laughs> Jesse. Uh, Cop Out in theaters Friday. Everyone go, go check it out. And that... And and we will leave it at that, man, because fucking, you know, I worked on it. Is, is that the pimp corner? The pimp corner is what no, was brought no, to you. No, I'm back? saying we'll leave cop out at that, because like I don't want to. Oh. I don't necessarily think it's 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 kosher to uh, discuss a film you worked on <laughs> pro- post its release. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, let, let let the world have it now. Um, here's pimp corner. Didn't anyone do the theme song? I don't recall the theme song. Do the theme song. I don't recall the theme song. I know you don't recall the theme song because there is no theme song, but that means make one up on the spot, man. Jeebus. Oh. I'm going to start fucking casting <laughs> the co-host. Go. Well, fucking do it. Go, I don't give a Go. Go. Pimp Corner. Welcome to Pimp Corner. Uh, this week's pimp is sponsored by Cop Out by Warner Brothers Films. It's not really sponsored by Cop Out. I'm just saying that to say Cop Out again. Go see Cop Out. Um, if you want to stalk me or Jerome on the interweb, as some of you are like to do, you can check out us on the Twitter machine. I am at Cameltoad, C-A-M-E-L-T-O-A-D, and for more Cameltoad fun, check out CameltoadProductions.com. Jesse, take it away. I am at Jesse Rivers. And that's about all the things I have going on. I have nothing really to pimp. Well, then I will step in and let's say everyone check out uh, Fred, a site called Fred for some new developments. You know, a lot a lot of changes. I got a column over Nude? There. Nude and new. New, oh, okay. new nudes. Nudes you've never seen before. Um, I got a column over there called The Wonderful World of Talkies. We're going weekly. Uh, what else is going on this week that we want to tell people about? Got any movies you're championing? You still you're still all about Black Shutter Dynamite. Shutter Island. Shutter Island. Jesse Black Lynch. Dynamite. Go get it. Go get Black Dynamite. Don't see. Wait a week to see Shutter Island. See Cop Out first. <laughs> then see Shutter Island. You Shutter Island to be around. Cop Out's like an event. Like you want to be a good double feature. You want to be there first week. So on Monday when everyone's talking Cop Out, the water cooler. You're you're not left out. Like hey, how was Shutter Island? They're like. Psh. I don't know, asshole. How was Shutter Island? <laughs> Have fun never getting laid in this office again. We <laughs> love Cop Out! Um, CamelToadProductions.com, Twitter, and... <laughs> you did it. <laughs> YouTube and all that fun stuff. And Jesse, I love you. Take us away. Take, serenade us. Pick a song. We'll sing. Old school, old school song to take them away. Yes, old school. Like, you always just throw it at me. You don't nah, give me a chance. Nah, remember how we used to take them away with an acapella outro? Let's, let's bring it back for, for an episode. Yes, but you always make me choose and we because, never know the songs. Because, come on, go. Acapella outro. Do it. Alone? No, pick a song. Blacken the Sun. Do you know it? Blacken the Sun? Yes. No, who is it by, like, Death Fuckhead or something? It's a metal band? Take Nine. 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. I know a Tech Nine song. <laughs> well, I mean, well, how about a fish do? song? Do you know? I don't know a fish song. Water we shock. can't do it. That's well, why we stopped. We know common songs that we can all share together, Jesse. <laughs> Everyone knows certain songs. Okay, let's think of one. Okay, what about think of one. what about you know "Live and Let Die" by Wings? I know "Live and Let Die" by Guns N' Roses. How does that? I'm one sure go? it's the same thing. No, how does that one go? You should say "Live and Let Live." You yeah. know you did. You know you did. You know you did. And in this ever-changing world in which we know. live in, makes it give it a try. Take it. Dum, 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 dum. Live and let die. It's been bagged and boarded. It's been real. What? Bagged and boarded. Matt and Jesse watch lots of movies, get mad ladies, smoke mad doobies. Bag and boarded, it's a way in life. Tell your friend, tell your mom, tell your hoe, tell your wife. Coming at you on a weekly basis, kicking up pod for your sexy faces. Who's the two free geeks you want to bone? In the secret podcast bunker all alone. On the internet, we be the top crooks. We got issues and we owe me funny books. Homie Jimmy Moore and the dinos are chillin'. Me and JR, we got the top villains. Sit down, relax, and yo, and take a seat. Get ready for the top podcast, you all agree. Others spit loud, but I can spit fast. I'm Matt Cohen, I'm the Geek Master I got everything you could possibly want in it An hour of us in the Brento minute I'm a little laid back and he's making a maniacal Could we just talking shit? Who said the show was viable? Walking in the door, smoking that Jimmy Moore The listener from Alabama, all the way to Singapore We're just two geeks and that's the topic of discussion Had each other's folks on the green on nothing Quick stop at night, to the storming like a typhoon It's not right, it's wrong, it's taking lots of bonkers We're teaching every show, everyone celebrates Cause we got comics, movies, and a little penetration I regret every episode as soon as it's recorded Cause I'm down to earth and matters out of orbit we're not quite right, our thoughts are distorted So now we present to you another bag and boarded Bagged and boarded, bagged and boarded Bagged and boarded, bagged and boarded Bagged and boarded, bagged and boarded Bagged and boarded, yeah! You've been listening to a podcast from a site called Fred.com.